Greg and I have a special guest today that is going to share with us about how we can have peace in our homes over the holidays, and we want to empower you to do the same thing. Welcome to the God's Best for Your Life podcast with Greg and Sharon Fletcher. Hey, everybody. So happy holidays to you. And uh, we know that uh, this season is going to be extra special because of everything that we've all been through. I know I'm going to be a lot more thankful this year. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, today we have a really special guest. Sharon, would you like to introduce our guest? Yes, we have today one of my really good friends, Donna McDaniel. Her uh, her family lives with uh, her husband and two sons in Tulsa, Oklahoma. They have driven up just for this special occasion, and we're so thankful to, to be visiting with her. I've known her for, I was trying to think back, I mean, it's got to be like, I want to say 11 years, mm-hmm. 10 or 11 years. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. you were, I was pregnant, I think, with with my youngest mm-hmm. whenever we met, yeah. and Easton wasn't born yet. Mm-mm. So it was. Um, we've known her for a really long time. Um, she's she ha- she's a Texas gal, which is you know near and dear to my heart as well. But uh, she's just an amazing woman of God, and she really has a lot of wisdom regarding walking in peace in your home, especially over the holidays. And this is uh, an area where she's probably worked on for I would say probably the whole time that I've known her, trying to develop her relationships with her family, trying to develop um, just peaceful strategies to be able to enjoy the presence of God, even in the midst of the hurriedness and craziness of the holidays. Because honestly, if you're not enjoying the holidays with your family, you're kind of missing the point. That's, that's why we have these holidays to begin with. Yeah, too many times we get kind of hung up on getting everything ready, mm-hmm. um, you know, trying to, to be nice and, and, and get along and that kind of thing. And it's, it'll just pass right by you while you're actually spending all this effort and time and, and money. Right, right. So we're going to dive right in. Is there anything that you would like to share before we get started? Oh, you guys, thank you so much for having me here. I um, Anything that I'm going to share today is something that I've gleaned from just the two of you and how you've just mentored me through those 11, 12 years. And uh, my family, I know I let them know I was on my way and they were thankful that I get to share, but also to let you know how thankful they are Mm -hmm. that we have the holidays that we have today. Oh, praise the Lord. Well, as we were going into the holiday season, I was thinking about sharing about you know, walking in, in peace during the holidays. And you were the first person that came to mind because I love how you not only have learned from the Lord what to do, but you've actually put it into practice and then seen such amazing fruit mm. in, in your homes. And, and like you said, it's just spread throughout your family. And I think it's amazing. So let's, let's get started. So uh, what were your family gatherings like before you started walking in peace and, and, putting these principles into practice? Um, Family gatherings were what you had to do, what you had to go through, and you just kind of uh, did them, whether they were fun or not fun, whether everyone was angry or crying or um, just all of those uh, baits. We walked through so many gossip and judgment, criticism and everything, and they were not any fun. And actually for many years uh, in my 20s, 
I did not want to celebrate Christmas or Thanksgiving because all I remembered was all of those things. And then as I got older and we started to get together again, those just came back. And Mm -hmm. I just knew I came to that conclusion that I didn't, I wanted to stop there. I did Mm -hmm. not want to remember nor have my children remember holidays in that manner. And we just, my brother, sister, and my mom and I got together and we talked about what we wanted our holidays to look like in the future. What Actually, what did we want any time we got together to look like? Mm. And we didn't want it to look like the way it had been. Right. So Wow. I, I think that probably resonates with a lot of people because I can think of seasons in our life where we would we would go home for Christmas or the holidays or whatever out of obligation, not because we were excited to see these people and enjoy spending and celebrating that time together. It was just more of a of a family obligation. So you men- you mentioned that um, you guys decided. So uh, tell us a little bit about how you were able to, to make that happen. So, I mean, you, you all got together and decided to craft what things needed to look like as opposed to what they were? Yes. We, Brian and I had went through Powerful Peace many, many times, and we knew that that was something we wanted to implement in our family. We wanted peace, not just in our household, but we wanted to share that peace with our whole family. And one year we had Christmas at our house and we gave powerful peace as a gift to each family. She's she's talking about uh, the book that Sharon and I wrote, Powerful Peace. (laughs) And um, we said, listen, there are some wonderful things in here. You can read it or not read it, but we're going to implement what's happening here. We want what, we want God's best for our family. We want God's best for you too and to each one of those families that were there. And and I'm, I'm not going to say, yay, everyone read the book and it was wonderful. And <laughs> I mean, it, it was, okay, great. And then we just went back and, and did exactly what we didn't want to do, but we now knew that we wanted it to change. We, we had that conversation. We had that communication about what do we want this to look like and I'll tell you what, nobody wanted it to look bad. Nobody wanted yeah. to be uncomfortable. They yeah. wanted to leave a legacy of, we enjoy oh, getting together. Yeah, yeah. So of joy to their that? children. Yeah. I think that brings up a good point because I think a lot of times we settle in areas of our life because we don't know we could have any better. It's true. You know, and, and if you don't um, have that revelation from the Lord that, you know, where, where you are now is Egypt and he wants to bring you out of that into the promised land in your family relationships or in your home. Yeah. First of all, how brave are you to give <laughs> that book to anybody as a gift? Yeah. Uh, it, Cause it's so um, it, it's a, it's a, it's a very strong book that, that requires a lot, but, but it's also, you know, it's got, obviously it's got a lot to offer, you know, but um, uh, I can't imagine. I, I have, I don't think I've, I mean, I've given a lot of these books away, but, I can't ever say I've given it for a Christmas gift, you know, and like what, <laughs> what kind of note do you put with that? Right? <laughs> so that's so funny. So what were the most effective principles that you learned to implement to prepare for the holidays? First and foremost, prayer. Immediately, as soon as you know that you're hosting, I mean, as soon as we found out we were hosting Thanksgiving or even Christmas or having all the family come out, we immediately just start praying. We pray over each family each member in that family and that it's just, it's going to be a wonderful time that we're going to uh, not fall into strife. That we're just going to have mercy and grace for each one of the people coming. 
And then we just start to lay those boundaries. We might text people and say, hey, um, I don't think this year we're going to do this. How about we try this? And then that way they're not showing up with a preconceived expectation or understanding that this is how it's going to be. Um, and we, we already start those conversations before they even arrive. So you're not coming and then having those conversations and people feel um, offense or anything like that. Um, then in addition to that, we decided that we're going to kind of let go of perfection. And I know for myself, anytime I was hosting or anytime any other family member was hosting, we always felt we had to, everything had to be perfect. We need to have all the food already bought and we need to um, make sure all the sheets are washed and all of these things. And we had to learn to let go of that. And I had heard this statement once, if it doesn't get done, it wasn't meant to be done. And, you know, that's, that's okay. And it's all right to live in that freedom. Yeah. So it's not, not getting distracted on the minor things, but paying attention to what the most important thing is, which is maintaining that peace level. That way everybody can enjoy. And, and I think it's, it's wise to go in realizing what your expectations are and then putting those before the Lord and saying, Lord, are these the expectations that you have? Because sometimes we, we, we build it up in our minds that it's supposed to be Norman Rockwell, everybody looking um, lovingly at each other around a big table with the big Thanksgiving turkey, you know, and uh, God absolutely wants us to enjoy each other. But what that may look like may be different for every single family. Absolutely. And in addition, I used to find my identity in what the food looked like. And how did it taste and all of that and giving up that control and saying, you know what, why don't you make it? And why don't you try to do that? And I, whatever happens is going to be great. Mm-hmm. And taking who I was out of that and I, being the sister and the um, aunt to all of the people that were there, the daughter or whatever. And that was more important than me being in the kitchen for 12 hours because really who that meal that came before them, they'll remember that. But what are they more looking for is that relationship, the connection, the connection. Mm. And I uh, lifting my hand off of that and really giving that over was a little difficult at the sure, beginning because sure. I love cooking and I love food. Well, and, you're a good chef. So well, thank you. Well, <laughs> and, there's, and there's also opportunities to build relationships with those where maybe it wasn't strong, you know? Yes. And so, but if you're, con- if you're consumed with the big, the big meal fix, uh, you're not free to do that. Yeah. So you made the, these these sweeping changes in your heart, first of all, is what I'm hearing you say. Yes. And then you invited your family to come along with you after you painted a picture of a more peaceful and enjoyable day or, or season. So what were the results that you saw in their lives and in, in your holiday preparations and in your celebrations? What what were the results? What What is it like now? Well, the results, I, of course, I said earlier, I, it doesn't just happen overnight. It took time. Mm-hmm. And the relationships that I had or the communication that I had would still have some of the hidden meanings behind it or just kind of, um, well, you, are, is this really who you are? And so we had to have conversations and communication like, listen, this is who I used to be. I used to be angry about this. This is not a big deal anymore. Mm-hmm. And so that took time. And in order to get to where we are today, of course, we're not perfect. We still have things that are happening, sure. but we have more peace now during the holidays than we ever did before. And the results being 
when there's a problem, we just talk about it. There's, oh, what a blessing. It's not, it's not kind of hidden or we don't take it and run away with it or just kind of hold it in. We're like, hey, I, I don't... I don't know if I agree with that, but that's okay. We don't have to agree. Or um, we laugh, and that's the number one thing that I absolutely love is nothing is too serious or too just to not come back and laugh about it. Of course, you might have a time where you're mourning together or you're talking about something really um, important that is deep but then the rest of the time you're just enjoying each other and you're making a joke and you're having a good time and and you're talking about everything to where if you if there is a situation it's brought to light and that really gave us the peace to be around each other mm-hmm. and to understand the heart behind things that were occurring or statements that were made and we're like oh that's that's not really what they meant or that mm-hmm. and giving them the so benefit you had of to the doubt so you had to clean house so to speak yes. right you, it, it was, so <laughs> so did you you obviously you did that before you guys all got together so you were you were doing something like on the phone or uh where you guys all kind of said hey can we get a few things out in the open i mean is, did, is that the way it went down yeah we would have text or facetime calls or um conversation i mean that's that's really what it is calling each other talking with each other, like even at the moment I have some conversations I need to have before we have our Thanksgiving because I want to make sure everybody is on the same page. And um, So you're kind of framing it, like, and you're calling everybody going, hey, look, let's let's do what we do on purpose here and not try to just show up and expect it to, to happen. You're kind of planning yeah. and asking everyone for their input and, yes. and listening to what their answers are and and then providing a, a a safe environment for people to be able to say, hey, you know, I really don't like it when we do this, or I Absolutely. this bothers me, or you know, five years ago you said something and I've remembered it every day <laughs> since yeah. then, right? Because that happens, and you give people an opportunity to kind of um, unload, mm-hmm. you know, some things. And, well, and we fit. I'm sorry, we fit those times in. Like the, I, I fit the time in for one-on-one, especially with my close blood family members or my in-laws or whoever's there. And because that to me is where we're, we're getting that connection. And when I fit that time in, that makes them feel important. Hey, I want to get up early with you and have coffee. Oh, okay, great. Like, what are we going to talk about? I don't know. Let's just hang out. Let's just sit. And me and you are talking. Let's not worry about the kids. Let's not worry about the turkey or let's not worry about that. Let's just sit and have a conversation. And that is so not what we used to do. We Mm -hmm. got up running. Let's get breakfast going. Let's do this. We're much more relaxed. And if it it happens, if we have eggs and bacon and biscuits, great. But if we don't, we all have cereal, great. But it was about the people. Absolutely. It wasn't about the food. And you did it purposely. Purposely. Right. Because it doesn't just happen. And and when we go when we when we when we hope for our uh, Hallmark movie (laughs) moment that oh the the stars aligned and everything just came together and it was magical and And everything was done in the oven at the same time. That's right. (laughs) Exactly. That does not happen. (laughs) It is purposeful. You're absolutely right. I mean, you have to wake up knowing I want to sit with my sister or my brother. I want to sit with my mom or dad or my sister-in-law or brother-in-law or whoever and, uh, or the nieces and nephews or cousins. And I want to understand them. I want to hear them. 
and I want them to feel heard. So without, let's say, talking about particular people or, you know, uh, accidentally taking a bait by, um, by getting into too much detail, can you maybe highlight a obstacle that happened that you realized, okay, I had to overcome this and here's how I did it? Yes, I would take offense, take offense or uh, take criticism. And I would, especially with taking offense, anything that was said that wasn't the way, if it wasn't thrown or showered with wonderful compliments, I took it as I messed up or I did a horrible job. And because I saw my identity in hosting, I saw my identity in the food and all of that stuff. So instead of saying, oh, okay, you like it that way, great. I would be like, oh, they never like anything I make or they never like anything. So I immediately just took that on. You took the possession of yeah. the performance mm-hmm. as your worth. That's an identity. Yeah. And, and to be honest, that's, that's very common. I know that when, um, when I started out my professional career, I was a designer, a graphic designer, and inevitably somebody wouldn't like something that I had created. And I had to learn that lesson very early that w- what... They're, they may not like what I created, but that doesn't mean they don't like me. Amen. You know? That's good. Yeah. yeah. So what I'm, what I'm hearing you say, to, to kind of boil it down, is that um, we need to change our goalposts. Because I think, you know, like Greg talked about, the hallmark moment, you know, if that's our goalpost, that we have this Norman Rockwell idea of what it's supposed to look like, we can actually miss the real goalpost. And even if we choose, achieve that goal, we won't have peace. Because that's not God's goal for us, and that's not actually meant to ca- give us satisfaction. So it's the wrong goal. It's the wrong goal. You, you can be pursuing the wrong goal and mm-hmm. then miss it completely. Or yeah. even if you get it, you've sacrificed too much. Well, and, and, and you will sacrifice the real goal of peace in your home and enjoyment of your family because you're going after the wrong one. You know, and you'll take, you know, like you were talking about taking offense. Well, when, when you learned that the goal was to walk in peace with your family and to love them with the love of God, all of a sudden, that's not even a temptation for you. You're like, well, I can't achieve that goal if I'm going to get offended that they don't like the way I make mashed potatoes. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's better to have burnt mashed potatoes and then order pizza. That's right. <laughs> Turkey than, pizza. Than it, than it is to, to, to have perfect potatoes and, you know, destroyed relationships. I think there's a Proverbs about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so well, that, that's amazing thank you so much for sharing uh wisdom about that um and i and i love how how you were bold enough to to bring up okay here's what i'd like to see and you were casting a vision for change and and i love how your family caught on to yeah, that it was it's a really great uh a really great act of leadership Actually, I'd like to ask you guys a question, if I could. Um, how do you implement, because when you're at your own home, you have these boundaries and you have all of these things that you're putting in at your house and you have the peace that you have there. What do you do when the holidays are not at your house and they're at somebody else's? And what does that look like? Well, I think the first thing you said was, right, you pray. Like, there's a lot of times where we'll, we'll, we'll pull into the driveway and the first thing we do before we get out of the car is we pray. And our kids 
are with us. Like, you know, you think we don't try to shield our kids from this challenge. We try to include them in it. Well, we're teaching them. Yeah. How teaching to them how to handle it. So that we, we pray and we, we, we ask God, Hey, help us to walk in peace and help us to, to pl- clearly see the, and, and the baits and stay away from them. Oh yeah. And, uh, and then Sharon and I are actively communicating during our, st- our, our stay, our, our visit. In other words, like we, we will check in with each other, you know, privately as best we can to say how things are going, what do we need to avoid, we'll remind each other, you know, we'll encourage each other. Uh, and there's definitely a moment where you go, okay, it's time to go, right? And then you, you have to be very much focused. And, and th- I would say that that is um, the single most important thing regarding all of this. You have to be paying attention. You have to be focused. You have to know not only how to avoid the bad, but also to be focused on obtaining the good. Mm-hmm. And 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 to do it on purpose. Everything has to be on purpose. You cannot just feel your way through this, or you are going to be a victim. You will lose something, and it'll and you'll you'll lose it quickly if you're trying to feel your way through this. Mm-hmm. Your and, feelings aren't the truth. Yeah, and you're going to come in contact with people that you love or maybe tolerate, um, and they're going to serve up softballs. They are going to serve up. Things where you could just latch right onto it, and and but it, there's a there's a hook in that we call it taking the bait, and there's a hook, and it, it really will get you, and that's the point. The the it's really not about the conversation or the story that this person is telling you is that it really is that the enemy's behind the scenes trying to get at you, and he'll use people that you love to get at you, mm-hmm. and, uh, because he really wants to hurt and destroy that vision that you have you know, or the goals, you know, that you have. I mean, you might have some serious needs in your life that you're trying to uh, to work on, you know, your health or your finances or your relationships, and and the, the enemy wants to destroy those, and he'll use um, other people as a, as a flint, as a, as a spark to start a storm. And, uh, and it, you know, I mean, you think about it, the uh, talking about Susie so-and-so and how she did this or that or whatever, uh, it doesn't really matter at all, and it doesn't affect anything. But you could walk away damaged mm-hmm. from that conversation and for days. Yeah, and then then you end up then suddenly you're in the you're in, you're having the worst arguments of your life with your spouse, or or you're being the less than awesome parent, you know, or or maybe then you start a, a whole spree of of self condemnation and self uh, self destruction uh, because of it, which is the real the real uh, ploy of the enemy. So absolutely, and I think you you also need to realize that when you're going from your home to someone else's home, you cannot, you don't have the authority over how they choose to rule their home. Mm -hmm. But you and your family can stay in the peace bubble. You don't have to give that up when you go in there because uh, that authority supersedes what, wherever you go. So you're like a bubble inside a bubble. You are. And Greg and I will do that. Like you talked about, we, we come back together. We look out for each other. We, we stay sober so that's what that's what Paul talks about. He says to be sober, to be vigilant for your enemy. The uh, the devil prowls about like a, a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. But you don't have to be devourable. You can have such a big bubble that there of peace that there's no there's nothing for him to even hook on to. That's he that's can't. that's the really awesome thing about this message is that it does protect you. It makes you like Teflon coated, mm-hmm. and and the and you can see him, you can see him coming. Yeah. And and you can avoid it, and it's it's fascinating. And it's uh, such a praise. Thank you, Jesus. It is. It, well, it's you think about it, that's probably how one of the reasons that Jesus was able to navigate so many things and do so many things 
Yeah. It's because he could see everything the way it really was. And honestly, since we're in Christ, we have that same Teflon coating. You know, as long as we stay and abide in him, we will bear much fruit, he says. You know, you think about when uh, the, the Jewish leaders were picking up stones to stone him. It says he just walked right through the midst of them. They, yeah. they couldn't lay a hand on him. And that's what God wants for us to walk in, that authority. He was snagless. Yeah. You know, and that's really, you think about it, you get snagged on something, and mm-hmm. it gives you the ability to walk through a thorny patch and mm-hmm. not be snagged. And, and that's why it's so important for us to hold on to that peace, because the minute you let that go, Greg and I have found that the minute you let that peace bubble go, all kinds of junk. It's, just, it's like walking through a field of graspers. I mean, you end up at the other side of the field, and you've got 50 graspers you got to deal with all of a sudden because you, you weren't wearing your peace bubble. You weren't, you weren't holding that peace and letting it guard you. So, so you can't really affect necessarily, you can't control other people. But you can control your own your own little bubble and to stay in there. And you know what? God, and God's will isn't just for you to uh, remain in the land and just hold on to what you have. That His will is for that peace bubble to expand. And as long as you're staying in peace and you're walking in obedience, He is going to expand that bubble, and other people are going to be invited to come into. Yeah, that bubble I've seen with you. I've seen that in Donna's life. I've seen mm-hmm. that that her influence mm-hmm. and her her sphere of influence has enlarged, mm-hmm. and the potency of that influence as enlarged because she chooses to walk in peace. Mm -hmm. Donna, can you give us a specific example of how these positive attitudes and um, changes made on your family and how that encouraged them to grow as well? Well, when situations did arise and maybe it was one little thing or maybe something occurred, it it didn't ruin the entire time that we were together. I'll give you an example. Um, I will say my mother did give me permission to share this and we were having Thanksgiving. I think it may have been last year or the year before and um, we were all there. We don't have a large family. It's my mom and her husband and my sister and her husband and my brother, his wife, and then um, me and my husband and we all have the kiddos. There's about six or seven kids and so we have just kind of a normal um, amount of food and stuff like that, but we were all separated in different areas and staying in different places, and my brother and I were making food, and we were supposed to be there over at a certain time, and we all, there's little kids involved, so you're not going to have a certain time that happens. And um, they're waiting for us to come, and the oven stopped working at the Airbnb, and we had left it cooking for two hours, and I called, I'm like, Mom, I'm so sorry, these things are not cooking. And she was, uh, okay, all right, you know, and a little frustrated. And then about 30 minutes later, she calls and she says, Donna, the oven caught on fire and I'm getting, I'm going to, and then she said, she said, I'm going to have a cigarette and y'all be here when you're going to be here. And I just, it was, it was by far the best kind of situation for us to all come to a realization that it's okay. 
it, there is no perfection. There's no checklist out there going, okay, your turkey's perfect, your ham is perfect, yeah. everything is cooked on time, and you're all eating at 2 o'clock because that's what you said. We are flexible and understanding, and we have such a great time wow. laughing about it. And at the time, you know, it was funny, and mm-hmm. she was she just came to, we all came to understanding when we get together, those are the memories we're going to remember. Yeah. Those so, are the little things. So it was yeah. a reshuffling of yes. the values and the priorities, priorities yeah. you yeah. know, and, and choosing to, to put what was most important at the top yeah. and let everything else go. Absolutely. And now it's turned into something you guys laugh about. Every time. You know. <laughs> we Honestly, we look for things that we're like, that's going to be a good memory. Yeah. That oh, is going to be awesome. a lot of fun because we, we enjoy each other and we have a good time and... If, if maybe there's an agreement, maybe we do fall into the baits and we might have an argument or something like that. We come back knowing what the, what we want, that legacy we want to leave, that end result we want is joy and peace and love. And if that means letting that burned oven or burned turkey or whatever, she does say, I did not burn the turkey. I just caught the oven on fire. Okay. <laughs> That's what happened. And we That's just... An important distinction. Well, you, don't, you, don't, you don't eat the oven anyway. That's so. true. <laughs> so true. But um, that, that was something, you know, that was an effective principle. And we, uh, going outside of my household where we have laid that and going into my mom's household and seeing what we had wanted and what we've had in oh, ours. Oh, what a blessing. And seeing that in hers. And we've seen that in my brothers and in my sisters. And anywhere we go, we just, we want to take that with us. We oh, want praise to lay God. That now, have so. they been able to translate this into their normal everyday lives? You know, it's not, you started off with, hey, we're, when we all get together, let's not be weird. Let's, let's do something else. Have they then been able to translate it into how they live their everyday life? As far as I know, um, I when we do visit, I, if I visit over um, on my own, it's it really is full of peace, and we enjoy hanging out, and we'll play cards, or we'll play games, or um, I'll just watch the kiddos and sit and read books, and I feel more peace oh, at each awesome. one of their houses uh, than, and of course, I... I don't want to think it's something that we did per se, but that's something they took a hold of that they recognized. You yeah. guys to introduce them yeah. to what he wanted for them. Because yeah, I could see them, you know, entertaining you with, you know, hey, here's my list of, you know, things that I want. And they're like, they're willing to do it at my for house. that moment. Yeah, of course. But, you know, they can't wait to get in the car to go home so that they can do whatever they're normally used to doing. So, but I'll tell you what, it is hard to fake that. Even for just a little bit, because if your habit is to gossip, and or to or to judge people or to criticize, you will find yourself not being able to say anything. It's frustrating. Yeah. At the very beginning, when you when you start doing that, you're like, I just want to say something, right? Yeah, because I'm American. I should be able to say what I want, right? (laughs) And uh, and then you realize, wow, if I do that, well, it's really it's really what am I going to give up? Yeah, and it's too expensive. Our piece is too expensive. To give up, mm-hmm. and I we're thankful for it, and yeah. we love yeah. it. So yeah, it's good. Let me ask you a, a question. Um, so, tell me about. I mean, tell me about how you and your husband Brian uh, were able to kind of get on the same page with wanting to have more peace in your home. Mm, that's important. Unity. <laughs> how did we get on the same page? How did you? How how did he come to the same realization that he wanted that same peace? 
that was in your heart as well. Okay. Because some husbands will be like, yeah, honey, whatever you want. And then they reach this point where that's not good enough. Yeah. And they have to engage. And so, you know. How did that happen? Mm-hmm. Um, I first had to realize I'm not his Holy Spirit. I cannot make or force him to do anything that he does not want to do. Mm-hmm. And so we had hosted a small group. And I, I just, I always come back to powerful peace because that really was where he, it was him grasping hold of that book and reading through and him saying, this is attainable. This is something that I want. And we had uh, lots of arguments and, you know, normal marriage situations before and just going through that class together, but really separately uh, gleaning from what was being said and going, we can do this. And we had uh, the first in January, the first of the year, we always talk about what do we want this year to look like? And that was the one thing because January, you just had your Thanksgiving and your Christmas Eruptions, (laughs) Eruptions, <laughs> or I mean, that really was the case. It was like volcano eruptions. We had the one here, and then we have the one here, and now we have January, and we go back to quote unquote normal. Yeah, and we that after we did that class, it was we had that conversation. What is it we want to change, and what do we want to it to look like? What do we want people to say after they after we die? Like those holidays were so amazing, mm-hmm. not because of the food that I made or not because of, you know, all of the material things, but because of the warmth and the love they felt when they were at our house. Yeah. And that the two of us had to have that conversation knowing that we want, what do we want our years to look like? And that's where it first started was we stopped going on autopilot. We thought in a um, specific reason, like specific way we wanted to look at our year we uh, purposefully that's the word we we wanted to make our years on purpose mm-hmm. we didn't want to come after 35 40 years and go what were we doing yeah. were we just going from here to here to here were to here we victims? to here yeah we were victims and so we chose to look at each year and have a goal in mind. What, what do we want that to look I mean, like? Those so. are great conversations. So, I mean, you and Brian were having active conversations about these things objectively. Yes. And and not just kind of, hey, we, what are we doing today? Yeah. <laughs> and, and we didn't bring up what we did wrong. We weren't like, oh, look at all these horrible wrong things. Well, you learned done. about the baits. Yes. So you knew not to criticize each other. And right. I, I, I'm going to tell people or, or that. Or yourself. You know? Oh, mm-hmm. sure. I'm going to tell people that when you are critical of your spouse, it makes it much harder to have a good communication because then everything they hear from you is going to sound like criticism because that's what they've been hearing. So that, that's something that just a side note. And then nobody wants to come over to that. Yeah. Like no one wanted to come. We couldn't understand at the beginning. Doesn't make a good brochure. No, (laughs) it doesn't. And it doesn't make fun when you're having holidays because then what, what happens is you're going to take that criticism and agree and now you're on that side and we're on this side and those people... It makes division. It makes division. And we just, we didn't want that anymore. We wanted peace. And so how did we attain that? Communication. C- communication, talking through, setting that goal, knowing that that's and where And you we had the go. same goal. Yes. You know, you both chose to have that goal and you both had to separately come to that place. And that was something that I'm sure um, the Holy Spirit was mightily involved in. You know, working through you and working through Brian to come to that unity. And that was powerful.
I mean, how did you come to that real, that realization that you could have better than what you've been having? Because so many times we just go, well, that's just the way it is with my family. That's just the way we've always had it. It's always been that way. Like I'm 50 years old now. I mean, if I had never known anything different, it would be hard for me to even conceive of there's, there are options, especially when you have so many people that you can't control. I mean, cause the only person that you can sometimes control is yourself. That's right. I met these people. I went to their house one time <laughs> and I'm not going to name names, Greg and Sharon Fletcher. Um, <laughs> they had this. Hey, you, you must've come at the wrong time. <laughs> <laughs> she obviously wasn't here for Thanksgiving. Hey, that's right. <laughs> it's no. not like it's not like we got married and the skies opened and then we had no. this book. I mean, we we I, had to learn. That's true. That's true. They, and that's that's what I um, captured was as I was sitting here and being uh, having that intimate ability, like have being here and seeing the relationships that you had. And there was times where you had conversations with your kiddos or you had in laws that were here, and I got to kind of be a fly on the wall. And I was just astounded. That was phenomenal how they handled that and how it just kind of went, okay, it's over. It's done with. And I thought, man, I don't want, I, I want that. I want, I want that kind of relationship where if there's a problem, we take care of it or, and we walk away knowing we still love each other. And that wasn't the case uh, in the past. And I knew that I wanted to take a stand and say, whether you guys agree or not, this is what we want to do. We want what we've seen, and we know that we can attain that together. So mm-hmm. she had, you had a strong vision, and Grant, God gave you an opportunity to see, you know, a piece or part of our life that, you know, yeah. and granted, we're going to always give him glory for, for those things. Oh, yeah. But the, so having a good, solid vision uh, for what you wanted, and, and that really kind of helped you, you had to keep looking at that. You had to keep focusing on that. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason I think that, that God gave you that vision and that God wants to give all of us a vision of that, because we, we can't have everybody at our house all the time, but, <laughs> but God wants you to have that, that vision downloaded into your heart as well, because it's going to cost something. Because, I mean, what, I don't mm-hmm. know if you want to share some of what you've had to give up or what you've had to change, but, but walking in God's best, it does cost us. True. And when we did share that many years ago, we had to be okay with the fact if they never wanted to come back, if, if they were like, forget it. We don't, we never want to come back here. We don't agree with you. And we had to be okay with that because mm-hmm. we were going to, we wanted to see a change and a legacy left where our children are going to rise up and enjoy each other mm-hmm. and be best friends mm-hmm. with each other. And, mm-hmm. and wow, grandma and grandpa and aunt and uncle and whoever um, really uh, loved me and and heard what I wanted to heard what I was saying or wanted to be a part of my life or even if we're far far away that they are thinking about me and that was something that we wanted to leave when we all get together um, hey how are you doing or what's this or what's that and even though we all might disagree about certain things or agree about certain things that we can still get together in love. Right. And I mean, enjoy even, each if, other. even if it's, if you're, even if you're on different aisles of the political spectrum, absolutely. You can still walk in peace and love with your family. Yeah. yeah. Those are definitely uh, current lies <laughs> that the enemy uh, yeah. tries to sow in really our whole country is that you can't have fellowship with someone who yeah. believes differently. Yeah. yeah. But I think, I think the Lord's heart is for every, every family, especially every believer to have that peaceful 
communion with their with their family. That's God's heart for you. That's why Jesus died was to to um, to break down the wall of separation. It says between the Jew and the Greek and the, you know that was that was Jesus's purpose was to give us his peace in our homes. Because then when we walk in that peace in our homes, it affects the people that live there. But honestly, it affects the people outside of it because they can look in and see genuine love. And Jesus said they would know we're Christians by our love. You know, so that's one of the reasons why we're here. So I want you guys to that are listening to, to give that some serious thought. You know, give some prayer time um, about your peace level in your home over your holidays to the Lord. And Greg and I are still working through yeah, walking mu- in peace, much, you know, yes. and God is still refining us and still saying, okay. Well, there's still more to, 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 to obtain. Yeah, well, right? sure. And not just peace, but I'm talking about peace is the vehicle that God uses us to help us uh, be effective. Yes, and I think that's And, the and point. achieve uh, mm-hmm. what he wants for us. And, and that legacy, like Donna was talking about, what a, you know, what a beautiful thought to think about leaving a legacy and and it starts with just deciding you know what what is what does it look like you know Absolutely. and and then you know it you taking the appropriate steps and being self-controlled and 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 keep focusing on that you know maybe writing it down writing your vision down for here's what i want yes. and it, it, and granted the a holiday meal is a great example of something it doesn't have to be limited to that but we thought it was pretty appropriate to talk about that because you know, this year we don't even really know. I mean, you may be getting together with people, you may not. You know, that might cause you some anxiety, that might cause you some stress. And so, you know, the depending on how it works out for you, you know, there's op- opportunities for you to either grow and have more and, and it be beautiful or to have less uh, and feel, you know, ripped off after it's all over. Yeah, and, and God wants you to have that more. He wants you to have his best. He wants you to not only enjoy the holiday for yourself, but to expand that to the people around you and then expand that to your neighbors and expand that to your city and your county and your state and your country. That's God's plan for you is for there to be peace because that's the wavelength that the Holy Spirit speaks on. I mean, I can't tell you how many times that we've had people come to our home and mention the peace level that we have in our home. And that is uh, completely the work of the Lord. You know, all we have had, all that we've done is say, you're right, Lord, we're messed up. Please help. And there, there's been, don't get us wrong. There's plenty of times where we have to get it back, right? Sure. You know, like we choose it's a daily poorly. battle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, there's a, a never ending uh, line of opportunities to, to walk away or to step out from underneath what God wants. But and, my, uh, my point being yeah. though, is that that peace level affects the people that come into your home. Mm-hmm. And they receive from the Lord because the Holy Spirit lives in that state of peace. And, I, I mean, there have been so many testimonies of people that have, have come to our home and have been here, even workers that have come in to do some stuff. God was reminding me about that this morning. There was a worker that we had come in and do a bunch of carpentry work for us. And he was talking about how much he loves coming here because the Lord shows up and ministers to him questions that he's had forever and, and and gives him answers that he never would have had. And and I know that's because of the peace of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I know that's not us. That's the Lord it's doing his it. Presence, yeah. But but we're all we're doing is cooperating with what God wants to do. And this is what God wants for every single one of you guys. And that's what I want you to hear is that it's possible and God wants to do that for you. And that's mm-hmm. that and and I love how 
you know, Donna would be the first to say, you know, I didn't go to college for a theology degree. I didn't, all, all she's done is receive what the Lord showed her and have the faith and the optimism and the expectation that God wants to give her better because he loves her. And God wants to give you better because he loves you too. Yeah, you need to believe that. You need to, you need to believe and know that God wants to show up and can and will. Granted, you have to submit, but that's the it's first so step. It's so worth it. But it, but it, but it, it really does, it really does um, happen. It's not just a fairy tale. Yeah, and if, if there's something that the Lord has been asking you to repent of or to change, and you're thinking, oh, that's just too high a price, it's too hard for me to forgive my cousin for saying what they said. It's too hard for me to to not take offense at my my sister's political views. It, I, don't, I just don't want to deal with that. We want to challenge you to let the Lord have that, and you choose to walk in peace and let God work in those situations because what you have is not nearly as good as what the Lord wants to give you. And, and anything that he's requiring or asking you to do is so much below the value of, of what he wants to give you. He wants to give you so much more than what you'll ever have to give up. So it is absolutely worth it. So at this point, we're going to kind of change the topic a little bit and um, talk a little bit about the pandemic during this holiday season and how can we navigate through that um, and stay out of fear and um, but still maintain safety and wisdom. So does anybody want to chime in on that? Any ideas? Um, I'll mention that... We understand um, that it is, like we, you were saying earlier, it can cause any offense or strife mm-hmm. or um, anything there. And for our household, we just we have open communication, and we want each person to feel that you can choose whatever you want. If you want to wear masks or no masks, you can do that. If you want to come to our house or not come to our house, you can do that. And there's no condemnation in that. Mm-hmm. You're still loved and wanted and seen. Um, we're going to uh, accept your decision. Yeah. And we're going to love you through whatever you decide to do. Uh, we just lay that out for whoever is going to come so, over. So you're giving people freedom. Freedom, yeah. yeah to, to, to be where they're at. Absolutely. Without the condemnation. You know, and yeah. I would, I mean, and if there were some family members that... Um, that I was that, that were on the fence about coming, I would I would also share with them. You know what? We're not going to talk about you if you're not here. Amen. That's good. <laughs> we're not going to criticize you behind your back yeah. if we're not coming. We're going to love you, and then and then as the owners of the home, we get to take authority over those those attitudes and and um, kind of direct the atmosphere of our home. Let's 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 stop right there. Let's back up just a little bit. So that you were just talking about, we're not going to talk about you. When you're not here, we're not going to criticize you if you decide to not show up, those mm-hmm. kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Let's unpack that just a little bit because I know we've all experienced that, right? Mm-hmm. So somebody's not around, uh, maybe they've done something that bothers us or, or something from the past. By what are we doing when we choose to not talk about it? Because you have to do that on purpose. It's, it's, like, uh, it's like getting milk from the store. It's not going to just happen. You have to get in your car and you have to go get the milk and bring it home. It doesn't just show up like it used to, right? <laughs> so um, talk a little bit about like when you find yourself in that scenario, how do you turn that around? How do you remember or how do you even resist that temptation? Because that's exactly what it is to to not talk about someone behind their back in a negative way. 
Well, um, I think that sometimes the circumstances are a little different. If, if it's, it's your house, you have a little more authority to be able to take control of the conversation and encourage another, another, you can either change the topic, which is what sometimes I'll do. I'll just say, Oh, well, tell me a little bit about blah, 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 blah. And people love to talk about themselves. I mean, I love to talk about myself. Everybody loves to talk about so, themselves. So you change the subject. I change the subject. Right? That's that's one. All right, I want to back practical. up even a little further, right? Because that's a that's a good how. But like I'm talking about like internally. How, how can we know like okay, I need to stop doing this, even though everything inside you says sure, I want to talk about that, right? Mm-hmm. How do we how do we how do we remember? How do we resist? Or what should we be looking for? Because I believe the Holy Spirit wants to help all of us. Mm-hmm. But you know, how do we recognize that? Well, I think you have to recognize that. If you decide to get into gossip or you decide to get into judgment, you're going to lose something much more valuable, mm. which is the peace of God, because God doesn't doesn't bless that. It says that he he hates strife. You know, he doesn't he he doesn't um, he's not going to support you if you're introducing strife into a situation. And you'll feel it. Mm-hmm. Like you'll feel it if you're in a conversation and something of that uh, ha- starts talking mm-hmm. starts happening, mm-hmm. and then kind of in, uh, I don't know, like you, you kind of feel the Holy icky. Spirit. Yeah, you yeah. grieve the Holy Spirit. You feel kind of icky. And then if you re- you're recognizing that, you've kind of trained yourself uh, uh, to hear the Holy Spirit and say, yeah. you know what, I, I don't want to talk about that anymore. And then you don't talk about it and you resist. You're resisting mm-hmm. the devil. I mean, you're mm-hmm. literally resisting the yeah, devil of that are, temptation. And, and then you start talking about something else. Um Saying something positive, I know that's a part of the how that you're mentioning. Mm-hmm. Something positive about them. Oh, I'm sorry they can't be here. Man, I, I sure do miss them. I love them. I hope they yeah. have a great time. And yeah. then, like well, you said, I, yeah. I do know sometimes that you you have to even go uh, so far as to say, look, we're not going to do that. Right? We're not going to talk about that. Like you have to, and and it can come across as hoity-toity, greater than you know, holier than thou, or whatever. But it's it's what it's really saying is I'm going to choose to protect. That's good. Protect what, their reputation. What, protect their reputation and protect God's peace. Protect what the vision, right? Yeah. And and you have to be brave enough to to step into a conversation. Maybe it's not your conversation. Maybe it's one that that you were in earshot of it. But you're like, hey, let's remember, we're not going to do this because if we do, it's going to be bad. Something weird's going to happen, and then we're and we're going to lose what we tried to accomplish. So what do you do, like, if you fall into it and something happens? How do you, how do you deal with that? Well, you, you, you repent and you go back and say, hey, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have gotten into discussions about them. And, you know, I love them and I would never want to say anything to disparage their character. I know they have good reasons for, do, for making their choices. And, um, you know, I, I, we, I, I miss them and, you know, and let it go at that. And then don't, don't try to worry about if they apologize back or if they're, Donald, like I'm sure you've done that. So, how do people usually respond to you when you do that? Because it that requires that we step out of our comfort zone, right? Mm-hmm. And they, you know, you never know if someone's going to look at you like, you know, like you got two heads or whatever. But, <laughs> but, but when when you've done that, when mm-hmm. when you've said maybe I need to take responsibility for something here, how do they usually react? Um, generally I'm like, oh, it's fine or something like that. And I'm like, no, this really is a situation I want to apologize for. And then I'll own up to it. So say that person does find out, I will say, yes, I did. And I'm really sorry. Will you forgive me for that? I don't, 
um, definitely not lie about it because that has been situations pretended in the past. Pretended it didn't happen. Yeah, pretend it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just, I want to be honest and open. Mm-hmm. And if that, if I did succumb to that, I'll let them know. And now you've even texted people like, hey, we were having this conversation and you came up and I want you to know that I'm very sorry. I, you know, and I'll just ask for forgiveness before even then, because it's really a weight on me, a weight mm-hmm. on my shoulders. Um, recently I've had a text, um, I had a situation and of my behavior and I immediately just was taking offense and anger. And then I just text, I'm like, I am so sorry that I was behaving in this manner because I was the one, my stomach was churning and I was thinking through all of the things that I could have said or didn't say, but I just immediately apologized. And of course, like you said, I'm not holier than thou. I just like peace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, the, isn't that the truth? And the peace right yeah. then of after that. Te- and I was so nervous of sending that text. So, so paying the price of humbling yourself and, and apologizing for, you know, making a misstep or, yeah. or taking a bait, as we talk about in the book, you know, is a small price to pay after a while to, to get back in that zone, to get back in that peace zone that we talk about. And, and that's, that's so critical because if you're not willing to humble yourself and apologize to someone you know or, or, or maybe even only are acquainted with, you're not, then you're not prepared to really take on this challenge because it's, that's really what it requires. It, it requires that level of self-abandonment of like, you know, I've got to have it. I've yeah. got to have this, and I, and I can have it. I know I can if I'm willing to submit myself and 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 do what needs to be done. And yeah. submit to the uncomfortableness. Yeah, it's going to it, it's going to be uncomfortable. But it's only it's fleeting, right? It, yes, it only lasts. A it goes moment. away, mm-hmm. and the more that you get into a habit of recognizing that immediately, I, I don't. That's not good. I don't mind that uncomfortableness, and you know what's at the other side. Yes, <laughs> I know what's at the other side. And I think also as we're as we're growing in these in these areas, because everybody struggles with these things, we also need to give ourselves a break. Let Let's say you did maybe last Thanksgiving, you just really. You, you you were gossipy or you really took offense at something and you've been harboring that for a long time and God's working on you right now. Um, be willing to let that go and be willing to humble yourself and realize that um, every single one of us is going through this from glory to glory. We're all learning how to walk in peace. We're all learning how to walk in love. And it's only going to get better as you continue to submit to the Lord. But you can't let the devil use this as an opportunity to condemn you for messing up. Every single one of us has messed up. The, the person that you've messed up against has messed up. So every every single one of us, except for Jesus, has uh, has has issues and and things that we're growing through. So it's okay to say I'm I'm not really great at this. I'm going to try harder. And it's okay to be that vulnerable with your family, and say, Hey, I would love to have a more peaceful holiday this season. Um, and here's what I'm struggling with. So let's talk about this and please forgive me. And then you, of course, you need to offer forgiveness as well and not bring up other people's problems because that's between them and the Lord. Just deal with yourself, but be okay with um, not condemning yourself and just saying, Lord, I, I just trust you. You're working in my life. You're helping me to do what I need to do and to be who I need to be. And you love me even as I am right now. So I hope you guys have enjoyed our discussion about uh, walking in peace in the holidays. And uh, if you have any questions about that, just post it on the Facebook page or um, 
or, or you go, can, go to our website. Or you go to our website. Yeah, reach out to us. Yeah, www.gods-best.com. And you can email us a question or a comment or, and if you've, if you've really enjoyed this podcast, give us a like on whatever platform you're using and share it with your friends. I mean, um, yeah, it's okay to, to, to share with your relatives even and say, Hey, you know, I, I listened to this podcast. What do you guys think? Can we, do you think we could have a really great Thanksgiving? Do you think we could have an amazing Christmas this year? I mean, be willing to cast that vision because people will, will respond to that and they'll say, wow, that sounds really good. I want that for our home. And let's let's do that. Let's leave a legacy for our kids and our grandkids. And if you're interested in the in the book, Powerful Peace, um, it's available on Amazon. It's also available on our website. And uh, Kindle. Yeah, and it's uh, it's it's available, you know, it's an ebook and that can you can download it right now if you want. So um, but it, we also encourage you to again visit our website. We've got many blogs on on this topic and many others. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook and all the places, right? And so, uh, but uh, I'm Greg, uh, and this is Sharon, and, and also Donna. And uh, we know that you can have God's best for your life, and we're here to help. <laughs>